0: Hello one and all, Wendy Crawford Williams here again with another session of grade six science. Oh my, we're almost there guys. I can see a little light peeking out at the end of the tunnel of this school year. Let me hope the abilities test wasn't too, too stressful for you guys and that you all did beautifully. Now today, we are still on the diet and drugs unit, and we have several objectives. One, outline measures to mitigate against selected lifestyle diseases. Two, evaluate data to draw conclusions about the consequences of improper diets. Three, justify the need for eating healthy foods. 4. Show concern for others who make unhealthy eating choices. and 5. Show sensitivity to individuals who suffer from food-related illnesses or challenges so last class we reviewed the different nutrients and food groups we looked at their benefits and also the consequences of taking in too much or too little of each nutrient we also looked at causes of lifestyle diseases such as diabetes obesity and malnutrition Remember that diabetes is our body's inability to use sugar properly, to process it and use it properly. Obesity is when there is an excess of fat in our bodies. And malnutrition is when we have an imbalanced diet that has begun to affect us. Now, we'll be weaving and winding through all the objectives back and forth because... What we're really having today is a conversation. So now how do we mitigate against and by mitigate against I mean how do we prevent or control the lifestyle diseases we mentioned before? Well that's easy. Eat a balanced diet. Mm. Is it that easy though? Because I'm thinking about you guys at home who may not have control over the food that is prepared in your kitchens. And I know from experience that you dare not criticize some family members' cooking. Now, in order to change someone's behavior, you have to get the other person to see the value in doing what you suggest. One way we could do that here is to justify the need for eating healthy foods. So maybe there is too much frying going on at home, too much oil being used. Grandma, you know that too much fried foods or oil can cause heart disease and obesity? And then here how oh, you're going to sell your point now. Boy, grandma, I really wouldn't want you to develop heart disease, you know. Maybe we should boil or steam more of the food we eat. Now, how can grandma be offended when you are being so sensitive and caring towards her well-being? So you just swap out grandma for mommy or auntie or daddy, whoever does the bulk of the cooking in your home. But you can't just leave it there. Now that you have identified a flaw in your family's diet, it's not enough to just point it out. We must provide an alternative or a plan of action. So maybe your family fries eggs every morning. I mean, I love fried eggs for breakfast, but sometimes I boil them instead to limit my oil and fat intake. You can suggest things like that. You can also sell the idea that boiling the egg is cheaper because it saves on the money that you would spend on oil or butter. The same principle applies to baked or stewed meat like chicken instead of frying. What about using more whole wheat flour or brown bread? These are some suggestions that could help to improve your family's diet. Are there other reasons for eating healthy foods in the first place? Well, eating healthy foods has multiple benefits from optimal brain function to disease resistance. And in this pandemic, hearing about things which increase disease resistance is music to the ears. Another justification is that we are now more exposed to environmental toxins and healthy foods can help to balance out the effects of some of these toxins now justifications become much more stronger when they are supported by data did you know that about 10% of Jamaicans have diabetes yes and unfortunately about 10% of children aged 13 to 15 are obese. You should also know that the incidence of obesity in children is rising. And as we mentioned before, obesity is one of the primary risk factors for diabetes. And what's the main cause of obesity again? A poor diet. So a poor diet may lead to obesity. And then obesity may lead to diabetes and so we can conclude that improper diets can lead to several health problems such as these lifestyle diseases and unfortunately some of them cannot be cured one of our hard truths is that we can't just take it for granted that the adults in our lives are eating balanced diets or providing you with balanced diets. Hmm. Some of us as adults really don't know. Sometimes we don't have the time to prepare proper meals. Sometimes it's a matter of affordability. We just need to know you are fed. But sometimes we don't pay enough attention to what you are fed with. And it doesn't help that the food we should take very little of it, it tastes so good. Have you ever had a three-flavor ice cream sundae with chocolate syrup and strawberry top? Oh my goodness, that's my all-time favorite dessert. That and strawberry cheesecake. But I have to remind myself that these are not very healthy desserts, and so I only have have them once in a while. And so. One way to mitigate against these diseases is to get educated. Know what causes them, how they can be prevented, and how their symptoms can be reduced through diet. So after we are educated, it's time to get creative. So another measure we could utilize in preventing the impacts of these diseases is finding alternatives to replace certain foods and our methods of cooking. So, more baking, less frying, more whole grains, less sugar, and so on. Now, there are people around us who have very poor eating habits, you know. Some of these people may already be suffering from some of these diseases, while some are not yet sick or showing symptoms. Because one thing, one article I read said that there are about 50,000 Jamaicans who are diabetic but don't know it yet. Now, these persons who don't feel sick can be very hard to convince that they need to change their diets. And so they are having sodas at breakfast, they don't want to eat any veggies or fruit. You know that I know people who don't even drink plain water. If it isn't juice or some other beverage, they're not drinking it. Now, how can we help these persons change their behaviors? How can we get them to listen positively without feeling attacked or offended? Do you have a classmate or friend who has poor eating habits, sodas for breakfast, sweet pastries through the day, fatted meats for dinner and so on? Or do you know someone who just can't seem to stop eating What about your classmates who are overweight or obese? How are they treated by you or your other classmates? I know that I have to scold my students from time to time for being unkind to their classmates who are obese or who have poor eating habits. Because children can really be mean and they say really mean things sometimes. I know that you guys are the kind ones, don't it? Good. So how can we support these persons? Because we should. It's easy to overlook these problems, you know, because they take a while to show, and you may not even notice. It may be even difficult to tell that the person has a problem because it's food, and everybody's eating food, and it may be hard to pick up that this person isn't eating the way they're supposed to eat. But we can help. Did you know that peer pressure can be positive? Yes. So take this scenario. You go to buy lunch with your friend and you say something like, let's buy a cran water to dinner no? instead of the sweet drinks. Too much sugar no good, you know? This is one simple, subtle way that you can support your classmate. Hey, it's plum time now, you know? a mango are ripe let's go pick some no man and save up our snack money for something else that's another tactic you can use to get them to choose healthy alternatives so another way to mitigate against lifestyle diseases is by providing support to those who already have these diseases and or those who struggle with balancing their diet People put more effort in when they know they have people rooting for them and cheering them on, you know. Now, do any of you have a relative living with you that has to take insulin injections for diabetes? Unfortunately, there may be students listening in right now who have to take insulin shots to control their diabetes. How can we support these people? Well, we could help them keep their dosing schedule on track. Yes, sometimes, you know, they get, they, get, they get left out of not getting to have any cake on a birthday or ice cream. So we could help plan their meals. We can find maybe a delicious recipe for a dessert that diabetics can enjoy. Wouldn't that be nice? And I'm sure they'd be so grateful. Can you imagine what it's like to have to stop eating all your favorite foods because they make you sick? That must be so awful. So, we should try and help them. So, to recap, measures to mitigate against lifestyle diseases, we can educate ourselves and others, make better food choices, and support those among us with challenges. We can influence the behavior of others by suggesting healthy food alternatives and using data to support our arguments and justifications. Very importantly, we must show sensitivity and concern to those who are struggling. Remember too that the problem could be under-eating just as much as it is overeating. Now, this can be a sensitive situation because it may be a matter that your classmate or friend is unable to afford enough food and they may not want anybody to know why they are under eating. So when you seek help, it has to be done sensitively so you can speak to your teacher or your guidance counselor in private and share your concerns as a group. Your class can petition the canteen or talk shop to provide more healthy choices such as fruits and snacks with less salt and sugar. Overall, let's be more responsible about the food choices we make, especially during this pandemic when we need all the health we can get. So, we've come to the end of another grade 6 class with me, Wendy Crawford-Williams, saying... Until next time, eat good.